0: Aloha, thank you for joining me on Ghost Lore of Hawaii, Paranormal Paradise, where the green bottles are always chilled, the jets always filled, and your host is always thrilled. <laughs> Corny. I am your host as always, Jared. Please have a seat in the little spaceship I made for you in the sand, and put on your tinfoil hat. This episode, we'll be discussing UFOs, or UAPs, or whatever the government is calling them these days. I'll be referring to them as UFOs, so there's no confusion. Old school. People outside the islands may not know Hawaii has been a hot spot for UFO activity, with several cases making national news very recently. So sit back, cozy up to the fire, and let's get into this. UFO sightings have been reported in Hawaii for decades, and maybe even longer. Stories of lights in the sky, like fireballs and comets, have been connected to many Hawaiian legends. Like the legend that prophesied that a light in the sky with feathers of a bird would signal the birth of a great chief who would unite the Hawaiian Islands under one rule. King Kamehameha the Great would become the first king to accomplish this feat and was born in 1758, the year Halley's Comet passed over Hawaii. Like that legend, the lights in the sky were attributed to the supernatural like gods, spirits, and omens. But what if there was more to these lights in the sky? Shower thoughts. Many locals may not even know that Hawaii has a connection to one of the first confirmed government programs created to study UFOs. War hero turned politician... Hawaii Senator Dan Inouye played an integral part in helping create ATIP or the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, an unpublicized U.S. government program committed to investigating UFOs or UAPs' unidentified aerial phenomena, as they are now being called. was started in the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency that had a discreet budget of $22 million to investigate if these mysterious objects in the sky were a threat to national security. If ATIP sounds familiar, it was discussed in a New York Times article back in 2017, which shed light that the U.S. government was actually investigating UFOs, but claimed to have shut down the program in 2012. However, many people working within the program claimed it was still operational in 2017 and beyond, which was later confirmed by the Defense Department. Atip was thrust back into the spotlight by the New York Times in June of 2020, when it was revealed that the U.S. was still studying these UFOs under a new group called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. The actual director of ATIP, Luis Elizondo, resigned to protest the government's secrecy and has become a huge proponent For more transparency in these findings. If you're interested in learning more about these programs, there's a ton of podcasts and articles about it. In this episode, I'd rather cover witness sightings that have been reported all across the state of Hawaii. More interesting, yeah? Here we go. On October 24th, 2020, on a seemingly mundane night in Hawaii, news stations were flooded with calls reporting strange moving lights in the sky. At roughly 10 p.m., Well after the sun had set across the state, a flurry of lights were seen from numerous locations, including Waikiki, Eva Beach, and even neighboring islands, Kauai and the Big Island. Multiple calls reported the objects in the sky as being massive, with one witness describing it as a flowing city with twinkling lights. Another said it appeared to be the size of a football field and completely silent. Unlike sightings attributed to SpaceX Starlink satellites, which show up as a straight line of lights, these reports of the October 24th sightings detailed a scattered pattern of lights. Shaky cell phone videos began popping up across social media, confirming a series of lights twinkling across the night sky. One of the most unexplainable events in recent years happened a few months later, on Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. At around eight thirty PM, the sun had just set a couple of hours earlier, the night clear enough to see the stars. All of a sudden, nine one one was flooded with calls regarding another unidentified flying object. According to an article by Hawaii News Now, multiple videos were recorded and sent in by residents showing what appeared to be a glowing oblong mass both in the sky and in the water. One of the witnesses told the news station that she saw the object flying over the west side of Oahu, near Waianae. I look up and I was like, oh shit!" I started calling my husband and them because they were all in the garage. I was like, hey, come look up there. See if you see what I see. They all went say, yeah. The witness And a couple of her family members were so intrigued by the glowing blue object that they jumped in their car and followed it, even after claiming she was never really a believer in UFOs. I don't know what it was. This one was going so fast. She described the object as being oblong, larger than a telephone pole, and not emitting any sound. After a three-mile pursuit, most of it being recorded by the witness, they pulled off the highway after the object seemed to drop into the ocean. It went into the water, whatever it is. We called 911 for have one cop or somebody come out and come check them out. If you think this story is crazy, there's more to it. While HPD was on the scene investigating the call, they all spotted a second light. My husband went look up and he seen the white one coming. The white one was smaller, was coming up in the same direction as the blue one. The group of people watched as the second unidentified object flew over and disappeared after passing over a nearby mountain. Police reported to the FAA that a possible plane went down in the area based off the claims that the object dropped into the ocean. But according to an FAA spokesperson, No aircraft disappeared off radars, and there were no reports of overdue or missing aircraft in the area. Videos of the blue UFO can be viewed online, but like most UFO videos, they're pretty low-quality. However, there are several seconds of stable video that was very intriguing. Back in the mid-70s, a string of UFO sightings began popping up throughout the state. What was interesting to me was many of these reports came in from trusted members of the community, like police officers and doctors. Some of the descriptions of these crafts were close to identical to one another, and some closely related to descriptions that seem to be popping up in present-day sightings. On November 16th, 1973, it seemed like a normal afternoon at Samuel Mahelona Hospital on the island of Kauai. Doctors and nurses were doing their usual checkups. The afternoon slower than usual. Always a good thing. Jesse, a veteran nurse at the facility, had just clocked on for her swing shift and was leaving the break room to begin her rounds. As she walked down the hall, pausing to take a sip of her coffee, Jessie was bumped from behind, almost knocking the cup out of her hand. Eh, watch it! She turned around to see one of the cleaners, wide-eyed with excitement. Oh, sorry, yeah? There's something going on outside, he shouted, continuing his jog towards the hospital entrance. Oh, so much for a quiet afternoon, Jessie thought to herself as she began jogging several steps behind the janitor. What could it be? It was pretty common to have locals pulling up to the facility with family members or friends in need of emergency care. Many people in the community didn't want or couldn't afford an ambulance. As Jessie approached the front doors of the hospital, she could already hear commotion from outside. Jesse exited the building and headed to the crowd. There was obviously no emergency. A group of 10 to 15 people, ranging from medical staff, admin workers, patients, and visitors were all standing outside. Look, you see? A- many pointing up at the sky. What is that? Russians. Confused and intrigued, she approached her supervisor, Dr. Gray. Hey doc, what's going on? See for yourself, she responded without breaking her gaze at whatever was in the sky. Jessie turned around and glanced up in the direction Dr. Gray was staring as she shielded her eyes from the midday sun. Holy s**t. Roughly 500 feet above the hospital was a round 15 to 20 foot object hovering in the sky. The craft seemed to be the same color as the sky and clouds but wasn't reflecting its surroundings. It was, for lack of a better word, transparent. The UFO did not make any noise, no humming, no sounds of propulsion, just completely silent. The crowd watched in awe as the object seemed to be slowly losing altitude as it flew over the facility, heading in the direction of the mountains, west of the hospital. People are saying they saw it come from the ocean, Dr. Gray informed Jesse. The UFO eventually disappeared over the mountains. A little over a year later, about four miles from the Mahelona Hospital, another sighting was reported by multiple witnesses that was very similar to the first incident. At around 2.45 p.m., residents claimed to have seen a slow-moving object traveling silently just below cloud level. At roughly 5,000 feet of elevation, they describe the UFO as white and silver, with a black strip around its perimeter. A row of lights were visible on the upper edge of the craft. The curious part about this story is it's claimed that multiple photos were taken of the incident, yet, It seems they have all been scrubbed from the internet. In December of 1975, roughly five miles north of the previously mentioned stories, a police officer reported seeing an oval-shaped object flying through the night. He described the craft as... A bright orange color, and was oval shaped, small kind like one egg. It was flying at sea level, so really low, yeah? It traveled along the horizon, super fast, like faster than one jet, but thing was, I never hear any sound, it was completely silent. I watched them fly parallel to the island, then all of a sudden it turned and headed inland and flew up into the trees and would disappear like bloop where it went. A bugger was fast. On that same night, four miles south, a second officer saw the same object, but from a closer viewpoint. They described the UFO as being a bright orange light with three other lights on the craft, one blinking, one dim, and the other strong. The interesting difference in the two officers' sightings was this craft was described as being triangular or pyramid-shaped. The officer said the UFO was flying roughly one mile out at sea on a quiet, windless night. This account stuck out to me because back around this time, most of the reported UFO sightings described the crafts as the traditional saucer shape. This officer claimed the object was triangular, which matches the recent video of a pyramid-shaped UFO that was taken by a Navy pilot confirmed by the Pentagon to be real. Google Pentagon confirms pyramid shaped UFO if you haven't seen the clip. This episode required more research, like hours and hours, than any before it. During this research, I began comparing reports of UFO sightings taken in the 70s to recent reports and found many incidents to be eerily similar, like the triangular-shaped crafts seen flying over Kauai and the videos taken by the Navy pilot of the pyramid-shaped UFO. I soon found Another example of two sightings witnessed more than 40 years apart that had oddly specific descriptions that seemed to be more than just coincidental. On September 9, 1975, Several police officers reported witnessing an unidentified object flying over a harbor in the Poipu area of Kauai. The craft was seen hovering in place at roughly 1,000 feet of altitude for about 30 seconds before continuing west along the southern coast of the island. The officers described the object as a luminous gold color About 40 feet in length, with two bright lights under the craft. It might be my lack of experience in this subject, but I had never heard of a UFO being described as gold in color, so that specific detail immediately stood out to me. I would have easily forgotten this brief incident, short term memory, if not for a weird chance encounter. That happened a day after I came across the report on August fourth of twenty twenty-two. I randomly decided to play an episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. The featured guest on this episode was Jeremy Corbell, a documentarian and ufologist who put together the documentary Bob Lazar. Area 51, and Flying Saucers. Corbell began to tell a story about a sighting made by an employee working at a secure government facility. Certain key words he used in that story immediately caught my attention. On the night of the sighting, the witness exited a building of the facility and began walking towards his car. These types of facilities are usually in the middle of nowhere, so the lack of light pollution meant an amazing view of the stars. As the witness glanced up at the night's sky, he noticed a bright star that Corbell describes as acting kinda weird. It was moving. The employee paused to stare at the light dancing in the sky. Then, the next thing he knows, it it almost appears like it flashes and then bam, about 100 feet from him over this power source is what he described as two plates kind of mashed together and this gold glow. This, like, he had never seen this color gold before. Like, it was just beautiful, right? Totally f***ing silent. Big. The witness described the craft as about the height of two Ford F-150s stacked nose to nose then three to four times the width pretty close to the dimensions of the UFO seen on the night of the 1975 sighting the description of the two plates mashed together fits the typical saucer-shaped UFOs most commonly seen but the major detail that stood out was the gold color Of the craft. With this being a heavily guarded government facility, the employee knew that there were cameras everywhere, so immediately headed to the guard shack. He told the guard on duty that he saw some sort of animal in the brush along the fence and asked if they could pull up the footage. Sure enough, On the color footage recorded a few minutes earlier, it was obvious a huge craft was caught hovering silently over the power structure. The witness reiterated that the UFO was a beautiful gold color and that there was no comparison to any color he had seen before. If you want to hear that portion of Corbell's interview, it's from episode number 1853 of The Joe Rogan Experience, which was released on August 4th, 2022. The story starts at one hour, 26 minutes, and 26 seconds into the interview. Weird, or is it just me? The last story I have is a case witnessed by hundreds of people on a clear day in the town of Lahaina on the island of Maui. What I find curious about this incident is that even though it was witnessed by so many people, was caught on tape by a professional cameraman, and even documented by the largest newspaper in Hawaii, it is still extremely difficult to find information about the event. I couldn't even find the newspaper article, even though multiple sources confirmed seeing the article, with pictures of the UFO being included in the paper. I didn't even know about this sighting until accidentally stumbling on the story. Even crazier is I tried Googling a bunch of specific terms to find more information, but not much popped up. Not even the blog I originally stumbled upon. The only way I got back to that site was by typing in the URL. Weird, huh? On a hot, sunny day in Lahaina, tourists and locals alike strolled along bustling Front Street. Basically, the tourist hub of Lahaina, Front Street is made up of restaurants, bars, shops, and historic sites, all paralleling the ocean. From the street, Visitors are able to catch amazing sunsets Watch for the green flash And beautiful views of the ocean On this early afternoon, however Something else would catch Frankie's eye Along with the eyes of hundreds of other people in Lahaina Frankie, a professional cameraman, was on Maui filming a movie for Warner Bros. Studio. During a break in filming, he popped open an ice-cold coke as he prepped his equipment for the next shot. The film crew was set up along a section of Front Street that overlooked the crystal-clear water below. The deep blue of the Pacific contrasted with the baby blue of the sky The monotony of blues only being interrupted by the green and red hues of lana'i off in the distance. Cannot be one boat. The murmuring commotion and gasps of people around him caused Frankie to look up from his task. Nearly dropping the glass bottle he had been sipping from, Frankie shot up from his milk crate seat. Good golly! Out over the water, he saw a massive, cylindrical-shaped craft hovering silently over the ocean at a very low altitude. Witnesses state the craft was so close... They could see rows of windows lining its side. More and more people began gathering along the seawall to stare out at the mysterious object. Frankie snapped out of his stunned state and quickly turned his camera on to film the massive UFO. The craft stayed stationary, for more than 20 minutes, allowing hundreds of witnesses to see the spectacular event. Stars of the Warner Brothers movie witnessed the craft, along with several famous surfers who had been out in the water. Police officers gathered around, just as shocked as the civilians crowding along Front Street. Uh, We're going to need some backup, over. Some people describe the UFO as a mothership because of how large the craft was, with reports of people being able to see it all the way from neighboring Oahu. Pictures of the UFO were sent in and published by the Honolulu Advertiser, Hawaii's largest daily newspaper, and multiple radio and TV stations covered the strange object. After all the commotion, the U.S. Air Force issued a statement that the UFO was a guided missile fired from the missile base on Kauai. Ha, funny. The author of the article challenged the air force's explanation stating that there were no known guided missiles that had rows of portholes was larger than a battleship and could stay stationary for 20 minutes get em. plus they stated the correct missile range is out to sea towards the marshall islands in the complete opposite direction oh snap The author then mentions that a missile fired from Kauai towards Lahaina, even for a test, would have required it to fly over multiple towns, which went against federal law. Cover up. The Air Force failed to issue a response to the author's claims. Checkmate. Frankie was able to capture the UFO on film for an extended period of time with his professional camera. It's what I do. The film, along with the rest of the dailies captured on that day, was sent into to the Los Angeles editing studio, as was standard procedure. All of the film was returned to the director, except the UFO footage come on instead he received a blank tape the author said they contacted some of the cast of the movie and was told government intelligence agents arrived at the studio and demanded they turn over the footage when I came across this blog and read through the details of the Lahaina UFO incident, I almost dismissed it to be fake. But after digging deeper, I did find more articles mentioning the incident that were very accurate to the original piece. One of the articles wasn't even about UFOs, but instead was a write-up of Jimi Hendrix during his days in Maui, shortly before his death. The author of that article just so happened to be in Lahaina during the UFO sighting and was one of the hundreds that lined Front Street to gawk at the craft. So what do you think about this incident? Was it a guided missile launch, like the U.S. Air Force stated? Or was it indeed a UFO? And is this event being covered up? I do find it odd on how difficult it was to find information about this incident when so many people were there to witness it. Even stranger is that when I searched for the article in Google, nothing popped up i even put the title of the article and the author's name in quotes while searching and still got no results found i had to type in the full url for the site then search within the blog to get back to the post so to me something fishy is going on to bury that information I want to conclude this episode with a couple of sightings witnessed in Hawaii by people I know. Early one morning, while my parents were out for a walk, they saw a brilliant green light streak across the sky. It was brighter and larger than any meteor they had seen before, and was heading in the direction of the ocean. Then, on New Year's Eve of the same year, one of my childhood friends noticed hundreds of twinkling, multicolored lights hovering over his home in Kona. Witnesses said the lights were blinking in a random pattern and stayed in the same spot for roughly ten minutes. The lights were definitely not fireworks, and were way too high in the sky to be drones. I was able to watch the raw footage of the incident, which definitely had me stumped. My friend said the camera couldn't pick up all the details, like colors and sheer number of lights, but they were still visible in the clip. Curious? Well, guess what? I was able to get that footage and will post it on my Instagram, ghostlore.of.hawaii, along with a link to it in the show notes. Of course, cell phone video will never do the actual sighting justice, but turn up your brightness, watch it in the dark, and you can see the flurry of twinkling lights. Let me know what you think in the comments of the Instagram post. Stories of encounters with spirits and the supernatural is definitely more prevalent in the islands. I often say many people who were raised outside of Hawaii and never believed in ghosts usually experience enough of the paranormal within their first two years of moving to the islands to make them believers. With so many sightings being witnessed in Hawaii, dating back to the 60s and 70s, with no signs of it slowing, I can't help but wonder if the same energy that seems to attract the supernatural has the same effect on... UFOs. (laughs) Mahalo as always for tuning into tonight's episode of Ghost Lore of Hawaii. I've been wanting to do a UFO episode since season one, but there was just so much information out there to cover. I didn't even include some of the crazier stories I've come across. I thought I'd ease our way into the subject first. So definitely stay tuned for another bonkers UFO episode in the future. There's only one more episode left in season 2 before the show goes on a short break in between seasons. It's nuts how fast time flies. But don't worry, if you want continued ghost lore of Hawaii content, check out the Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Ghostlore of Hawaii, I'll be releasing bonus and mini episodes during the break, so you'll never go through Unky Jared withdrawals. Ew, that was weird. For as little as the price of a cup of coffee per month, you get access to everything. Plus, you'll get the satisfaction of knowing your contribution keeps this independently produced show. Alive. One benefit of becoming a Kanaka-tier patron is naming a character in a future story. The character Jesse was named by Andy Mack, and Dr. Gray was named by Afton Stowers. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Reviews are a free way to support the show and helps convince new listeners to give it a shot. Do you have a topic or story you'd like turned into an episode? Email me at ghostlore.of.hawaii at gmail.com. Check out my Instagram, ghostlore.of.hawaii, where I post relevant content like the strange lights my friend saw flying over Kona, along with non-relevant BS about me. Although all the information covered in this episode was thoroughly researched and intended to be factual, it was researched by me, someone who pretty much relies on spellchecker and still spells things wrong. Please look into any topic discussed in this episode that you may find interesting on your own. Just to be safe Some names and locations may have been altered for privacy's sake If you're curious, if you're curious, if you're, if you are curious, if you're curious, if you're curious, if, you're curious, if, you're curious, if you want to hear that portion of Corbell's interview, a documentary and a documentarian and ufo- ufologist. <laughs> that can't be right. A documentarian and ufologist. <laughs> come on ufologist ufology that sounds made up ufologist that sounds better a documentarian and ufologist